Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, and Twitch. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and this is the Workshop Podcast. And if you listen to this, it means I am still on the road. Pre-recorded four episodes for you to cover the two weeks while I'm gone. I'm sure I will do some live streams, whether from Prepper Camp or Self-Reliance Festival or Tactical Response. I'm going to get a metric shit ton of fun stuff done. I'm looking forward to making some great connections, meeting some great people. Going to be a good time overall. But I didn't want to leave you high and dry. So, like last time when I was gone for Christmas, I decided to pre-record some 20-minute episodes. I hope you enjoy them. I didn't want to leave you with pre- like previewed or you know rewind content at this point decided hey i still want to do these short episodes i enjoy them i hope you do so let's dive in tonight we are talking about the little brother the little sister of gold <laughs> we are talking about silver precious metals but silver in general tell you a little bit about what i've done with silver some of the benefits of silver how to get started in silver there's a lot we can talk about now, years ago, it was pretty easy. If you wanted silver, you just found any pre-1965 change, whether you're in Canada or the U.S., and you set it aside, and you had silver, which was great. Those days are gone. I haven't seen the old portrait of Queen Elizabeth or King George on a coin in I don't know how long in circulation, you know, up here probably... 15, 20 years, maybe I've seen a penny. Uh, no, no, pennies have been gone for five, 10 years now. Jeez, anyway. But yeah, I haven't seen any of that silver in regular circulation for a while. But I do go to my favorite coin shop and they have junk silver in a big bin and you just pull it out and weigh it and they'll sell it to you. Up here it's 80%. So if you're looking at junk silver, which is you know pre-1965 coins, it's 80% silver, so remember to adjust for that. And in the U.S., it's 95% silver, which is kind of cool. hope I got that right. I'm sure I did. So, silver. Here's the thing. For a lot of years, I never invested in precious metals because I couldn't afford gold. And to me, as a prepper, I always thought, ah, gold. i got to have gold. It's good to have gold. Why do you want to have gold? Well, because they tell me I should have gold. Because I'm a prepper. I need to have gold. Got to have gold. Want to have gold. Well, I can't afford gold. How much is gold? Like $3,000 an ounce. Oh, well, maybe I could afford to buy a bottle of Goldschlager instead and siphon out the gold flakes in there and save that. But uh, yeah, no, I couldn't afford gold. Had no interest in getting gold. You guys seen how thin a gram of gold is? I've bought some and it is a wafer thin mint. I will tell you that. But one day I was listening to the Survival Podcast and Jack was talking about silver. And I was like, oh, I thought silver was useless. I had no idea. Turns out silver is way more practical in a lot of instances than gold is because it tends to be in much more manageable quantities. You know, over the years, it has gone from worth, you know, five loaves of bread up to 20 loaves of bread and kind of Anywhere in between, it goes up and down like that. But, you know, it, it's a manageable amount. And if you have a bunch of old dimes and quarters and whatever else, you can barter and trade with that kind of stuff as well. But it's not an investment. You're not buying silver ounces or silver bars or whatever it is. In my opinion, you're not buying them to make money. 
You're buying them to not lose money. It's a hedge against inflation. If you took a dollar, we don't have dollar bills, but anyway, if you took a $100 bill at the start of 2020 and put it under your mattress and you hauled it out today, the buying power of that dollar, depending on who you talk to for the rate of inflation, it's probably worth about $75 in two years. Now, that's rare. That doesn't happen. But traditionally, any money squirreled away under your mattress lost about 2% a year in value. But silver and gold tended to be long-term stable investments that basically have held within reason their worth to inflation, to actual goods, going back to when Christ was a cowboy, actually before that, when Noah was a cowboy or whatever, 5,000 plus years ago, gold and silver have been used. But silver has always been worth less, so that means it's easier for day-to-day -day trade. So the world ever falls apart and you want to go all Mad Max and you need to trade and you don't have any gas, smokes, moonshine, well, Silver might just cut it for you. <coughs> Excuse me. So I got into silver pre-COVID, probably 2018, I started buying silver. And I would buy an ounce or two or three, whatever I could afford. And I found a place called Aaron Buys Gold in Sherwood Park in near Edmonton. And at the time, their price was really good. And I always bought it from them. And then I went to, when COVID started, their price went through the roof. There was no availability, so I started buying it from a place called silvergoldbull.ca, probably the best online silver and gold shop in Canada. Price was as good as anything. I found their random one-ounce silver coins. They tended to have a little less of a premium than your standard silver rounds. Now, uh, see if I can get this right as well. A silver round typically is made from um, not a country's mint. The ones that command a little bit higher premium tend to be government minted, well-recognized one ounce silver coins. That's the difference. Most of them have a face value of $5, which is kind of funny, but that's another story. So silver coins tend to come from, you know, you've got your, let's see, we got the silver eagle from the US. We have the is it the Liberty one? I can't remember what the one is from Britain. We've got the maple leaf up here. There's one from Australia. There's four or five that are really well recognized. So if you're looking at getting into silver, those are the ones yeah, if you want it, but you pay a premium. For me, all along, I've wanted rounds. I didn't care if they were coins or rounds. I just bought them. I bought almost all rounds just because to me, it was the best bang for your buck. And I like, I'm so weird. I like to standardize. I bought one or two one ounce bars and I hated them. They didn't fit with my collection into my little sleeves that I bought. So I traded them for coins for rounds. So I get into it that way, but find yourself a place. If you want to start, you want to start cheap, just go and find a place that sells junk silver and pick out 10 dimes and buy 10 dimes or save up and buy 50 dimes. So you have a roll of junk silver or save up and buy 40, is it 40 quarters? Yeah. Get a roll of quarters or Roll a half dollar, 50 cent pieces. There's a lot of them still kicking around. Silver dollars, whatever you want. But it's fun. Get yourself some silver. Nickel doesn't have silver in it, just so you know. I learned that doing this too. Oh, nickels. I'll buy some nickel. Oh, no. Nickels are made out of nickel. They're not silver, Tim. So don't buy those. 
But there's a lot of benefits to silver too. Like I said, number one, it, it's a hedge against inflation, which is great. That's why we buy it. And it could be, I'm not saying it will be, but every piece of post-apocalyptic fiction you've ever read, of course, they always start by trading silver. I think things like bread and ammo and smokes and moonshine and gas will probably be worth a little bit more at first, but as the economy comes back around, you're going to want to have some. So what are the benefits of silver? Why would I even think about silver? Why gold or silver? But they're great. But like I said, I didn't realize that silver was just as good as gold and in some ways better because it's more functional. You could, you don't want to go and pull off enough gold off of a bar, take a little knife and scrape a little bit off to buy yourself a loaf of bread. And most people aren't going to take it from you anyway. But silver's easy. You know, you might go and say, here, here's an ounce of uh, silver. Give me five loaves of bread or whatever it happens to be. It's a pretty easy trade. So what do I like about it? Well, you sit that stuff in your safe. If your house burns down and it's full of, you know, government dollar bills, they're gone up in the wind, up in smoke, gone. But silver, gold, ounces, one ounce, 10 ounce, 100 ounce, kilogram, whatever you want, them suckers are going to stay there. They're going to be still worth what they were worth if the house and everything around it burnt down. I like that. The uh, something else I really like about silver and gold is if you want to do some midnight gardening and you are the type that wants to have an underground cache of cash, cash of cash, right? Say you, I don't know, say you saved up and you finally got your first 100 ounces of silver and you don't want it in the house because some ne'er-do-well crackhead might break in and steal it. So you're like, you know what? I want to build a little underground cache. I'm going to bury my cash in that cache. <laughs> Silver and gold, this might get a little tarnished, but it ain't going to rust. It's not going to wither away. It's not going to get wet. Uh, you're not going to ruin your bills. It's buried. Forget about it. And then you pull it up when you need to. Just a thought. I kind of like that. Like I said, it's a hedge against inflation. So the thing about that is it's held its value. You know, you, you look at it and gold, sorry, silver, from around 1900 to around 2020 has basically, according to inflation, is worth almost exactly what it was worth. I'm looking at the chart right now, and it was a huge kind of down, then up, then back down again and back up. It's all over the place. But overall, it's followed a fairly straight line. In the last, you know, the last half century, though, it has started to go up. So I don't know if it's artificially inflated or not. But as far as its price or worth to inflation, precious metals are where it is at. <laughs> Something else I really like about it is it weighs more than it weighs more than dollar bills. So if you got ten thousand dollars in, now you might say, Tim, that's a bad thing. No, no. If you had ten thousand dollars in cash, so one hundred one hundred dollar bills, some near to well is going to come in, slide that in his pocket, and walk away. Good luck carrying away. Say at twenty dollars an ounce, five to a hundred, so fifty to a thousand, and uh, five hundred ounces of silver. Yeah, you do the math. They're not walking away with that easily. You fill up a safe with that. They're going to need some serious muscle to get that out of your house. A lot harder for somebody to come in and absolutely clean you out of silver. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm saying it's a lot harder than it is to come in and steal a cash box with a bunch of cash in it. Harder to lose. If you've got precious metals, you've got it at home. 
it's in a safe or in a secure location. It's not going to be in your pocket to walk away. You pull it out. It's a less risky investment per se than something like a cryptocurrency. Crypto has its place. I'm not saying don't do it, but if you invested a bunch of money and the price went down and then you sold it, you've lost money. For the most part, a tangible hard asset like silver is something you can, you don't have the concerns of losing money on it like you do electronic investments, whether it be stocks or cryptos or anything like that. It has intrinsic value. Tim, what the hell does that mean? It means it's valuable for both what it is and what it's used for. Silver is used in a ton of industrial and technological applications, which is great. But traditionally, going back biblical times and further, silver and gold has just been valuable to people. People liked it. It has that value. It is the closest thing to always having value simply because it is enjoyed. People like it. It looks nice. It has practical uses and it's limited in its nature just simply because there's not enough of it to go around. It's anonymous between me, you, and the fence post. You heard that before? But you can hand it down to your relatives without people knowing. You can purchase something anonymously using silver if you want to. There's no electronic trace at that point. You go into a store, you give somebody a silver round, they give you the product, you walk away. It's as anonymous as a $100 bill that a cocaine dealer used to have. <laughs> that kind of thing. That's why they do that. No third-party risk with physical silver and gold. You have it. You control it. As long as it's at home or somewhere that you control that you can have access to, you have no risk of losing it to something like paper silver. You can get silver certificates that say you own silver and the big silver houses hold it for you. Or you have silver in a lockbox at a bank. Well, the bank goes out of business or it goes belly up or you can't access it or whatever that might be. But there's no third party involved. You own it. You have it. It's not stored through anyone else. You are the one who is in control. It. So here's the thing. It's not easy it's not easy, not easily liquefiable. Try saying that five times fast, but it's not. So here's the thing. One of the reasons I like buying silver over stashing a bunch of cash in an envelope is if I get the itch to buy a new DeWalt tool and I got a sleeve of silver coins there, silver ounces, I have to physically take them to a coin dealer, sell them, exchange them for cash, then take the cash and go buy my latest DeWalt tool. But if I have an envelope of cash, I go grab that cash and I go buy the DeWalt tool. It's one more step that's in the way that makes it harder to sell. And I like that. It's kind of a protection against myself, whatever you want to call it. But that is what it is. It's easy to get started in. If you're wondering, you're like, geez, Tim, I don't know. How do I start? Well, you know what you do? Next time you're in the mall, you go in, you find yourself your coin shop and you say, I'd like to buy an ounce of silver. And they'll be like, I'd like to sell you an ounce of silver. And you buy an ounce of silver, and then you are into buying precious metals. It's that damn simple. Or you buy a bunch of junk silver or whatever. But it is so much easier than you think. There's no complications involved. Buy it online. Have it shipped to your door. That's easy, too. Always enjoy that. Um, it tends to be a safe haven during bad economic times as well. 
So when, of course, when the economy or the stock market's going down, people tend to flock towards precious metals, things that are viewed as a traditionally stable or good investment. So when times get tough, the only thing that the value of silver and gold tends to do is go up. What's really cool about it, and part of the reason why it holds its value so well, is it's a limited asset. A government can't just roll up tomorrow and say, hey, guess what? We're printing $100 trillion more worth of silver. And basically dilute the monetary pool and cut the value of your silver in half overnight. Can't be done, because silver is a tangible asset that somebody has to go and hollow to the ground somewhere. So you can't just decide to make more silver. You can't just decide to become an alchemist tomorrow, wake up and say, I'm going to turn lead into gold. Can't be done. It's a limited, tangible asset that the government has very little control over, hence the reason that it's a fairly stable hedge against inflation. And one other thing, it diversifies your portfolio. So I'm going to sound like a really smart investor here, but should you have cash on hand? Hell yeah, you should have cash on hand because the last thing you want to do in a power outage when you're fighting with somebody, forget, well, number one, you should have gas ahead of time. But if you need to go out after a long-term power outage, four or five days or whatever, and you need to go get a gallon or five gallons of gas or whatever it happens to be, you're not taking your silver ounces with you, not yet. Things haven't gotten that bad. But one thing you're not taking as well is your plastic debit card or your credit card because those machines, they ain't working. Ran into that with the big power outage or the big telecom outage here in Canada this year. But what you are going to do is you're going to pay cash for it. So you need to have some cash. And of course, you need to have cash in an electronic bank account because that's how the world spins around at this point. And you're probably not smart if you haven't, if you don't have some investments in some stocks. Crypto, love it or hate it. But to me, have some money in crypto. It seems to be the future. For some reason, I have a lag in my video tonight. I apologize for that. Maybe it won't show up in the recording, but if I look like I'm stuttering, that's what's happening. But, so, cash, crypto, investments, and hard, tangible, precious metals. I don't know. To me, that's what I love about it. I love, there's so much, it's so much fun. It gets addicting. They call it stacking silver. You know, you're always wanting to get more. Every time I go to town, I start... I always want to go to the silver shop. It's the only thing I buy, silver. I love it. I enjoy it. I finally, uh, I've even bartered. I have a customer who is also into precious metals, and I'm not sure how I ever found out that he was. But we got talking one day, and actually he's one of the guys that really got me into the idea of precious metals. So I started buying a little bit of silver here and there, and he said, hey, would you like to trade some of your work for some silver? And I said, yes, I would. And then this year, he said, would you like to trade the summer's worth of mowing for a tenth ounce of gold? And I said, yes, I would, because I don't own any gold. So we made that trade, which was really cool. And then all of a sudden, I went to a store, and I found some one grams of gold. Ounce of gold is 28 grams, I believe. So right now, I don't know. I don't quite have a half. I might have a third of an ounce. But I'm going to keep working my way up, and I'm going to try to get to that magical one ounce of gold simply because I want to and it's fun. And when I get there, I'll probably trade all this in and get one one ounce gold coin because I'm weird like that. But 
you want to get into precious metals or get questions, ask me. I always enjoy helping. It's been a journey for me. I've really enjoyed it. I love precious metals way more than I enjoy crypto, just simply because it's something I can have, I can hold on to, I can give to my family. For hard times, it's always there. It's like money in the bank. Because if shit really did hit the fan, we could use it. But more than likely, what will happen is your own personal shit hit the fan event where something happens that you need access to that. And it's there. It's like that nest egg sitting there waiting for you. But it's fun. I enjoy it. I was really surprised when I first found out that silver was more practical than gold when it came to that kind of stuff. And once I found that, I was head into the wind, balls to the wall, and I went. And I love it. And it's a good hobby. But it's also a good prepping hobby. So, like I said, you got questions, you got stories, share them with me. I'll do a follow-up. This was a good episode. I was I enjoy talking about this. So I miss having you guys as a live audience. I hope you enjoy these pre-recorded episodes. But guys, I'll be back. I'll be live soon. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.